Welcome back to China Cares Podcast Angles. This is part two of the quote-unquote positive stereotypes episode, hosted by Shang, Isabel, and Sheen. In part one of this episode, we heard from Jack and Victoria, who shared how positive stereotypes did not necessarily have positive effects on their lives, illustrating the complexity behind these labels. Next, we will hear additional insights and experiences through a conversation between two other Asian American WashU students. Hi guys, I'm Adela, and I'm a sophomore. My my pronouns are she, her, hers. For major, I'm double thinking of double majoring in cognitive neuroscience, marketing, and also de- having a design minor. And I'm a I'm Korean American living in Korea right now. Hi, my name is Sophia Lee. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, I'm a sophomore. I'm thinking of majoring in cognitive neuroscience. Um, I'm Korean American, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. To get us started, what are some assumptions people have made about you, and were any of them incorrect? You have a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. So, like, one of the most common ones I get is that. Especially when I go to just go abroad, it's up in the states or like etc. People always automatically assume that I'm Chinese, and when I say that I'm not, they start like throwing random like facts about everything they know about Korea. For example, I remember at one point um I was in the airport and I was had luggage and I said that I was Korean to this one security dude, and he kept on say, asking whether it's Sunday in my bag. Like, nah, dude, I don't have Sunday in my bag. What are you talking about? Um, for me, I think the main one would definitely be that I'm smart. Um, but I feel like that's one that a lot of Asians get. Um, or that I study all the time. Um, and I do consider myself to study a lot or work hard in school. But many people who make this assumption, like they don't know me well enough to know how smart I am, um, or how hard I work, I guess. And mm-hmm. then another assumption is that I'm a very quiet and reserved person. Um, but the people that like really know me, like my friends and family know that this obviously isn't true. So yeah, I think I would say those two are the biggest ones. I think oh, yeah, definitely one thing is that the most recent one, I would say is that when I was back in St. Louis before, uh, you know, we all had to move back, is when I was at, what was it called, AMP? The, like the playground place I remember this little kid came up to me and like my roommate and asked whether we had the coronavirus obviously we didn't but then I don't know it kind of showed that like um there's definitely lots of stereotypes that lots especially younger kids might not realize are something that they shouldn't say and I think definitely being like educated and having experience would teach them that that's not the right thing to say at that moment Right, right. And many of these things, they're like, they're things that you would know about a person through getting to know a person. So it's weird that they would assume them like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So second question is, what do you think of the model minority myth and how has it affected your life? Um, For me, I think that like many stereotypes, it does to be honest, stem from some truth. I think the problem is that it's overgeneralized and it creates these negative connotations about 
Asian Americans or just Asians in general. And it's affected my life in that I've grown up with like a lot of people um, surrounding me who have these preconceived notions of me. And then these notions, like they affect how they see me and how they treat me and like the expectations that they have for um, like my work or like my personality or just myself in general. Um, Like I remember one time uh, this guy in high school, he, uh, I could tell that like, so he was in my class and I like, he didn't know me that well, but I kind of got the feeling that he treated me differently, like right across the bat. And to be honest, I can't know for sure if it was because of like my ethnicity or not. Um, but I remember one like extreme, not extreme, but like one instance, like when we were in a group project together and he came into class the next day when we were supposed to present and he asked, Oh, did you do my work for me? And I was like, no, why would I do your work for you? And he's like, but like you study hard. And I was like, how does that like make any sense? I was just like, I mean, I can't know him for sure to tell like, oh, he said that because I was Korean or like his because I was Asian. But I kind of got the feeling that that it might it may have stemmed from that. But yeah. Ew. Yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> oh, I would say because I um, even though I was born in the States, but I moved to Korea for like and lived there for like over a decade, I guess I didn't fully experienced the extent of like the model minority myth definitely um when it came to the states for like school or sometimes for like competitions i would say definitely i guess like what the model minority myth kind of like uh hmm. what the problem that it causes is that it kind of reduces like kind of doesn't show that Asians also face racism, kind of like subdues it, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. guess like how it affected in my life is that definitely like Sophia said, there are assumptions that people made that, especially when it comes to academics or education, they automatically assume that like, oh, she's gonna be smart. And, like, oh, she doesn't really need a lot of help, et cetera. And definitely that kind of like discourages me. Like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like, do I like need, I guess I don't need help but even though I need help, does that make sense? I don't know. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like feeling that you shouldn't need help and discouraging, like implicitly discouraging Asians from getting help if they should need it is like awful. It just, it really impacts the health of the community. And that's what a lot of people don't see as a consequence of the model minority myth. Definitely. Because of that, like, I felt like I need to self-study more instead of, like, getting help. But definitely after realizing that, I'm like, oh, wait, I can just get help when I need one to. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like because it's considered, like, positive, people, like, kind of downplay the enormous amount of racism that can stem from that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, for example, like how a lot of people assume that like we're smart I guess is the main like model minority myth um like how Asians are smart I feel like that expands into so many like 
other things that people don't really realize, like it stems into personality and that they assume like, oh, you're quiet. You like spend more time focusing on academics and other things. You know what I mean? There was one time um, when a guy admitted that when he first met me, uh, this was in freshman year, by the way, of college, uh, he thought that I would be a quiet, antisocial person and and I quote, like, a stereotypical Asian. Um, but he was surprised and thought that it was cool to find that I was not like that at all. And I was just, like, for a minute, I, like, didn't know what to say because I never expected to someone to say something so, like, blatantly, like, assuming, I guess. Um, but I feel like that really ties into what we were saying about how... Um, this these positive stereotypes can like generalize and like spread into other areas of the lives of Asian Americans and just Asians in general um and that he just kind of assumed I was this like like I fit this mold of his idea of a, of a stereotypical Asian when he literally just met me at that time that he had made that assumption so I was shocked by that experience I would say it's also interesting because everybody says, oh, Asians are stereotyped positively, but then he goes and says that he was glad that you weren't the stereotypical Asian. And it just goes to show, like, what what do you guys want us to be like? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it makes me wonder, because I had met him through um, a mutual friend, it made me wonder, like, if you didn't meet me through that, like, mutual friend, would you have not like tried to meet me at all in the first place because you assumed that I was like this person. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm going to be very honest here, I feel like these stereotypes are a part of the reason that I feel like I become friends with other Asians easier. Like, mm-hmm. like outside of just like a shared like general culture I feel like I can get to know you guys as people and not as stereotypes and you would put in the effort to get to know me as a person and not as a stereotype Mm. because you know they're not true Mm. that's an interesting way to put it I never thought about that Mm. way that's really true because since we know that because we since we have that shared like understanding that these stereotypes aren't true we actually try to get to know each other as people and not these assumptions. That's a good way to put it. So uh, next question we have is how have quote unquote positive stereotypes affected decisions you have made? I would say um, I felt like I needed to take harder classes. For example, I remember back in high school, like I hate math. Like, whatever you tell me, you can't, t- can't force me to do math. And maybe I do take calculus this year, but I would say um, I, was t- I didn't want to take, for example, like calcul- AP calculus, but definitely because everyone around me all took calculus and like the, hard, the really hard math class courses. And I felt like I also needed to take a class, that class. And I actually did. And I absolutely hated it. So definitely that was like one aspect that could have affected my life in like a small scale. For me, I feel like um, I think there are times that 
I, this kind of goes back to like what we were talking about earlier. Um, but it kind of affects how, like, it makes me more hesitant to ask for help in some situations. Mm -hmm. Um, like for in high school, most of my high school was white. Um, and if I was in a classroom where I was like the only Asian person and I was like confused about a topic, like there were, to be honest, instances where I would hesitate. I don't think I would like directly think of my ethnicity in that moment, but like looking back, I think unconsciously it may have affected my like hesitation to just stay quiet and like figure it out on my own later. Um, But in general, I don't think it really affects the decisions I make on like a day-to-day basis. I would say that I'd rather just like make the decisions that I want to make, whether they break the stereotypes that people have about me or not. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so last question. What would you say to someone that believes positive stereotypes help Asians? Hmm. (laughs) I would say that they're wrong. (laughs) Um, I think if you think about it, like at the surface level, it may create this positive idea about like Asians and in certain aspects. But if you look at the long long term effects, it has a lot of like it creates a lot of like I said negative connotations about Asians um for one it I feel like it generalizes the Asian community as just this one whole like mass of people like it it de-individualizes them um and it also just it downplays the racism in the fact that like even if it is like quote-unquote positive you're making this assumption about this individual without knowing like them personally mm-hmm. I, feel like. I think it's also important to not immediately go to being really aggressive and like being angry at to them because like they might actually not completely understand because they might have not experienced it I think we definitely need to like I guess more like passively like hey like I, I don't think you know what you're saying or like of taking it in like a more understanding perspective and if they still don't understand that maybe the aggressive route I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely I try to understand it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes it's just like you feel like you've said what you could say and if they can't understand after that like what else could you possibly do you kind of feel at a loss of words Mm -hmm. Mm I feel like I agree. I like strongly agree with that because I feel like a lot of the times it's just like that. I wouldn't say ignorance, but like lack of knowledge or ability to like empathize. A lot of the times it's just due to lack of experience. So I don't want to like take that out on them. So I feel like I'd rather just focus on, like Adela said, just educating and letting them know that what they did is not okay rather than just like hating mm. them, just actually teaching them how to do better. Mm. You know, one of the biggest things I think positive stereotypes creates is this discrediting of like the work that Asians mm. put into 
like their studies, like life in general. Like we, just because some of us may be naturally talented in certain subjects doesn't mean we didn't work hard to get where we are. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely what I felt like, especially this semester, because I've been really, really stressed and like having to do a lot of work, club activities, Corona, staying at home, et cetera. And like, because I've always been the type to like, I have to study, like I don't, most, most things don't naturally come to me. So I'd have to always like study, study constantly, but then to see someone kind of spread at me, like saying like, oh, you're, you're already smart anyway, like you don't need to study, like, oh, you got a good grade on your test, Ugh, whatever, get Asian, like, those kind of comments kind of really discourage me, like, oh, I guess like, I'm like a dumb Asian, like, I guess like, yeah, I don't live up to that stereotype. It's definitely mm -hmm. those kind of stereotypes really, that don't make people feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. Can I ask what kind of stereotypes then exist in Korea that don't that probably aren't as applicable in America because the the community is more homogenous? Oh, you mean Korean stereotypes in Korea? Mm hmm. Oh, I'll definitely say again. It goes all the way back to academics. Um, I haven't been to a Korean school before, but then. Um, my cousins all go to Korean schools and they take something called a sunu, which is like, I don't know, like the Korean SATs, but you only take it once a year. And the thing is, um, most of them, so people kind of, for like classes and like sunu, et cetera, people automatically assume, oh, you have to get like first place, like you have to get a hundred, or you, ha you have to get an A. And if you, I guess like don't, then like, People think people automatically assume oh you sh they're dumb like they're not gonna go to a good university because like that's all they think about most of the time. And I remember um because uh my family we are like the I guess the American side because like both my brother and I we were born in America. And um I guess we don't have the same standards because I remember some assumptions that my cousins and like other. Uh, I don't know, relatives thought were like, oh, like American schools are easy. Like, oh, you go to American university, like do you, you go to states to study like in university. Oh, it must be easy, right? And definitely those kind of things are really discouraging because like, like university, like studying, it's not that easy. And like to hear that from like my relatives is really discouraging. And I would say, cause they, cause it's kind of like, how to say because you, you have to get like an a to like be i guess seen as successful and smart people are, already have these really really high expectations even though the standards are different and you might be good at different things that might not be shown in your academics so definitely that's one thing that kind of affects my life in a way mm. that's really interesting because i feel like none none of my Chinese cousins want to come to America for school and um, it would be discouraged for me and my sister to try and go to China for school, which I, I think is just very interesting that like you would flip-flop your opinion depending on where you are. You're still the same situation, you're just going abroad. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's really, I don't really like talking about academics with my like relatives or like other 
people who don't really know um, how to say, like, you know, different, because people, lots of people, they already have like this kind of shallow understanding of, for example, like the States, which is, which makes sense because they might not have enough experience, but definitely they automatically think like, oh, I don't know, you must not study as much as Koreans do. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's true, but like, even if it is like, that shouldn't, they shouldn't underestimate like what other people go, go through if they don't truly understand. Well, thank you both for taking time out of your day to share your thoughts and experiences with us. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> we thank our guests for taking time out of their days to come speak with us. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. We hope it was made clear that Asian Americans are more than our stereotypes. Some of our stereotypes even contradict each other. While Victoria was stereotyped to be unable to speak an Asian language, Jack was stereotyped to be able to speak one. It shows how truly baseless these assumptions are and why it is insensitive to impose them. Positive stereotypes are also not mutually exclusive with racism. In fact, it is often through positive stereotypes that racism is demonstrated. We hope you enjoyed this episode, learned a thing or two, and are inspired to keep spreading awareness and diversifying narratives.